the more in control I am of how I feel, then the more confident I am going into a situation. Yeah. And I found that it starts with control. So if I look inward and I'm like, okay, what can you control? You can control introducing yourself to people and you can control what you ask them. Mm -hmm. And if you disarm them and like how you meet them somewhere. So then if I know I can control that and I'm like, all that happens is in my hands, then I'm more confident. Yeah. And then I walk in and it's like, let me just meet people. Like, yeah, I've had some of the best nights going into parties or like gatherings, not knowing anybody mm-hmm. like going in. I was terrified, felt sick to my stomach, but I left being like, that was a great night. We're your besties in your ear. Back for another episode of Mean Girl Pod. Wah! Welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod. Once again, we are not in the office. Live from Content Kim's apartment. I actually love Content Kim's apartment. I'm going to move in. You do. You say that every time. You've slept here once too before. I forgot about that when we got locked out of your apartment. Yeah. And wait, are you not very good at directions? No, I'm great at directions. Because I feel like when we were coming here, you were acting like you had never been here. And you were like, is this the right floor? And then like we got out of the elevator and you're like, which way do we go? And I was like, right. (laughs) Alex, I couldn't even tell you what two plus two is these days. Like That's true. Well, also to be fair... The few times we've co- we've come to Content Kim's house, we haven't been coming from your Very place. True. And when we did, I don't remember that night really. That's that's facts. That's facts. Um, <laughs> we slept on the couch and the floor. And that, yeah, we did. And then she woke <laughs> us up and let us get in her bed the next morning. Oh, my dad was here. Um, speaking of my, well, we can let's wrap it all together. Yeah. Speaking of my parents' place and staying there, where are we going next week? Where are we when this episode drops? Well, you're not there yet. I'm there. No, you guys. Yes, on Monday I'll be in Oklahoma. <laughs> but you, but when the episode night. drops, technically you're not there. Oh, but you're in. You guys are en route to the great state. We're going to Oklahoma. <laughs> are you wearing thunder? Oh yeah, I'm gonna wear thunder. Um, because we're we might we might even be there for a game if we're in the play-ins. So it's close, but we're going to Oklahoma, and we're going there because we're gonna have we're gonna have a meetup. We're gonna have a Mean Girl Burger launch and a Mean Girl meetup. Um, we're going to wear like, it's like the guy, we talked to the guy. Okay. So it's at VZDs, which is like a bar slash restaurant in Oklahoma city. It's like so well known for their burger. They're making a mean girl burger, mm-hmm. which doesn't have cheese on it, which I know is such bad news for you guys, but it's great news for me. <laughs> Thanks for just like bearing with me through it. Pink Whitney shots, which is obviously our sponsor. Yes. So we're going to be doing, we're going to be shooting our shot. Yes. They also have a whole menu of all pink Whitney drinks. Yes. Like, Red Bull Pink Whitney, Pink Whitney High Noons. Like, I'm going to be drinking Pink Whitney all night. Oh, I know. I'm, like, nervous that we're recording the next day, but it's fine. It'll be silly. It'll, It'll be, be fun. fun. Hopefully there's a Thunder game that night, Wednesday. And we'll just be, like, riding. We'll be riding the wave. But but it's going to be fun because it's going to be, like, a almost like a house party vibe. Yes, that's what he said. He was like, I want it to be, like, a house party. And we were like, we're going to wear sweats. Sweats, house or streetwear, um, cornhole beer pong he's got pink boxes okay so the beverly hills hotel does this they wrap your to-go stuff in a pink actual physical box that's where i got married so it has like a dear place in my heart and then he made this video of a burger in a box and we were like how cute is that but like everyone's not getting a box and then we talked to the date he's like i ordered all these pink boxes to put everything in and we were like the photos the content it's gonna be so fun and like I'm just so excited to hang out with everyone in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a fun time. What if you find a boyfriend? (laughs) This guy did message me that I've always thought was cute from Oklahoma. And he sent me one of your reels. He said, maybe I need to meet Jordan. And I said, well, you know where she'll be. If I met him? No. 
Does he live in Oklahoma full time? Yeah. I don't know him like that well, but I know him enough. We'll debrief after. I'm sure you didn't show me. Well, I'm going to tell him to come to the meetup. I'm not even going to tell you who he is. I mean, let me just tell you, my astrologist did tell me I will be meeting my soulmate between April and June. And he also said that I will be meeting them when I'm traveling. Really? Yeah. He Jor- said you will not meet him in the state of where you live. Okay. So huh? Jordan's been, I've been, I've been breaching my no phone call thing with her lately. I called her this morning and I called her on Saturday. She calls me a lot now and I love it. Yeah. And she's like, okay, so I've, I haven't been wanting to tell you what my astrologist said, but, and I'm like, you know, it's ironic. Your astrologist said a lot. Every, <laughs> every subject that I bring up, she's like, okay, so my astrologist actually said, and I'm like, no, there's, I, I'm starting to wonder if there's any possible way. Oh my God, though. I have a recording. Well, that's crazy. That's actually cool. No, I mean like we, we recorded the phone call if you want to listen. But I do want to listen to it but because I want to fact check you. But I I forgot to tell you, I read, I've been reading a lot about cancers. Yeah, we need to get your date of birth and your time of birth so we can figure out your moon and rising sign. I'm not thrilled to be identified as a cancer. Well, you're also identified as a one, which, so if you're born the first of the month, which you are, she's a July 1st baby, uh, first babies tend to be... Uh, <laughs> They like to be in control. I don't like to be in control. It, that's what the cancer thing says. Oh. They're like, you're in control. And I'm like, not really. Like, I have just enough control on my life to not let it fall off the rails. But I'm not like a control. No, you're not. A con- I am the control freak of anyone. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not like super controlled. It's more of like they were saying you're more um, dominant. Which you are dominant. Person. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean is control. Like, you take lead, you take control in situations. You're not like, my way or the highway. You're like, okay, we have a we have a task. I'm going to take this one for, the, like, I'm. you are, like, in a group project, you're the one who is taking the lead. Okay. Not the smart. Mm-hmm. I'm not the smartest one in the project, but I oversee the big picture. Mm-hmm. And you make sure you get from task A to Z. Okay. Okay, I was reading that wrong. Yeah, you're a very dominant person. We can find my birth certificate at home. And then we'll know when I was born and you can read me all about it. Okay. So you need to give me that information. Alana, you need to give me yours and we're going to have an astrology party. I know mine. Oh, Mm -hmm. so I think we knew that. I've I've looked at it before, but I would like, I would like to hear your analysis of it. What are your signs quick? Um, I'm a Leo rising, but I'm a Pisces. I'm a March baby. I don't remember. (laughs) Maybe Aquarius. You're a water sign. I learned that. Wait, Actually, I'm proud of you. There's only three because I'm but one. Wait, is it Aquarius an air sign? Yes, that's weird to me. It literally says like Aquarius, like aqua. oh, that's you would think that would water. Totally. That's a really good point. You would think that would definitely be one of the right? waters. Yeah. This episode, <laughs> every episode, and our meet and greet, and our meet and greet in Oklahoma is presented by the one and only Pink Whitney. So head to your local bar today. And if you're in Oklahoma, head to BZD's April 11th, 6.30 p.m. Shoot your shot. We're taking Pink Whitney shots. Um, also, I tried the Fizz Nasty drink, which is a lime high noon with a Pink Whitney shot. It's delicious, so I recommend that. Yes. We're going to be doing Pink Whitney shots all night long in Oklahoma. And if you are listening to this episode and you didn't see us plaster all over social media, we are going to be at, what is it, VD's? Oh, I just, I just, I did say, I did say, I did tell them. BZD's, April 11th, 6.30 p.m. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She's deep in the astrology thing. I was because I didn't want to ever say 
Um, I didn't know if it was a water air sign. She confused me, and I was like, I cannot go on record saying it's the wrong sign. Oh, that's true. We wouldn't want. We would not want that. Not Damn. astrology. No. I would lose all credibility in my own heart. That's right. Um. Okay. Okay. So I have a question for you. Yes. I Wait. Know. I think we should talk about this really quickly. Okay. The best condiments. Because I tweeted that the best condiment is honey mustard, and it and I've slept on it, and I've decided that it is. And then you're like, it's ranch. It is ranch. I think I just would like to say this, though. Honey mustard goes with more than ranch. I, and I think the second... Have you ever had honey butter? Yes. Okay, I think that's the second best condiment. And then I think ranch is third. I just wanted to tell you. Okay, first of all, honey butter is not a condiment. It's a butter. You don't dip fries in honey butter. Who doesn't? Wait, are you talking about like butter that's honey, honey butter flavored? Chicken, yeah, honey butter chicken biscuit, like the fr- for the dipping. Oh, that's so southern. Okay, I'll, I'll make it for you. I'm gonna make you guys biscuits with honey butter. That's what I'll do Wednesday morning. Are you serious? Totally. My grandpa used to make it growing up. Yeah. I make very good honey butter. I know the ratio perfectly. I mean, I love butter, but I just can't imagine someone dipping like a chicken tender or like a burger in honey butter. Or do you in the south? Have you had a honey butter chicken biscuit? No, not not like what you're talking about. I probably have had one from like KFC that has like honey butter on the side, but I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go to Waterburger. Okay, I'm from Minnesota. I think I, the best condiment is hot honey. Mike's hot honey. Every, anything with honey mm, in it is the so best condiment. Honey, honey makes for the best condiment. Yeah, it's spicy. One of my biggest regrets in this life is choosing Chick Fil A over Waterburger at the airport when I was in <laughs> Texas. Like four years ago. <laughs> you you can never, ever, ever pick anything over Whataburger. I know, but I didn't know I was naive. Oh, yeah. That's like a... I was in Chattanooga. Oh, Chattanooga. Okay, I didn't know that they had both those in the airport. I think the most elite airport restaurant is Buffalo Wild Wings, but... Yes. If there's a bu- Houston airport, if there's a Buffalo Wild Wings, no-brainer every time because airport food... Wings are fine, but in this instance, with Waterburger versus anything, it's water. It's Waterburger every time. I it's know, not close. I know. I didn't know that. I was so naive. I was at the Chattanooga airport. I had so much time, obviously, because I go to the airport five hours early, and I was like Chick Fil A or Waterburger. No one has really talked to me about Waterburger, so I'm gonna go Chick Fil A. And then I came home and I said something, and someone was like, "You didn't go to Waterburger." And I'm, to this day, I want to go to Waterburger. Wait, you've never been? No. Uh, oh, we'll go. Okay. Oh. <laughs> You haven't been to Whataburger? It, why are you saying water? Is it water? Whata. W-H-A-T-A burger. Whataburger. It's Whataburger. Oh, Whataburger. Whataburger, but you say Whataburger. But it's Whataburger. But it's, it's not Wahlburgers, is it? No. Wahlburgers. No. <laughs> but you end up saying water, like W-A-T-E-R, but yeah. it's W-H-A. W-H-A-T. Like what a burger. But it's I've, Whataburger. I've never been. We don't have them in the Midwest, and I don't believe there's any in the Northeast. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever been there either. Okay. Wow. Wow. Are we going to have another OKC feast? Yes. This one's, yeah. it's, and I'm ordering though. Okay, yeah. No, no one get, and no one gets to pick off the menu. Cause what you get from Sonic, a hot, a corn, corn dog. dog. I really wanted a corn dog. This came up the other day. Someone goes, Oh, have you ever heard of Sonic? I'm like, <laughs> well, one time with Alex Jordan in Oklahoma and I really wanted a corn dog and Alex told me, no, like how rude is that? And they were like, well, she's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just really wanted a corn dog. I've been years. No, no. Okay, I, I worry if I let you pick off the menu at Whataburger, you'll you guys will pick the wrong thing. Okay, so I'm gonna order. I like when people order for me, so I'm cool with that. Oh, I love I love when you order for me, not when everyone orders for me. Yeah, I got it. I know what we're eating. Okay, <laughs> um, but back to condiments, quick. I will say McDonald's has the best honey mustard, but I just don't think I think ranch is the best. That's all I'll say. Okay, that's fair. It's not, but okay. I'm really excited for Oklahoma. Yeah, you, we're gonna have so much fun, you guys. I'm so excited. 
I love going to Oklahoma because you, you know me, I'm, I love a good itinerary and you have the best itineraries for us. But they take me a second to make. That's okay. Like I don't have it yet, but I know that I will. To this day, my best trip, my favorite trip in 2022 is going to Oklahoma. <laughs> okay, good. That's crazy. good. We did a lot. Like we didn't like no stone left unturned when we go there. It's just, we got to like fill out, feel our feelers. Yeah. I mean, we got food poisoning there. We ate every single thing in the world there. Boxed. We what? We went we, boxing. Oh yeah, we did go boxing. There's, yeah. a, there's a cute boxer coach I was thinking about setting himself a private with. Is he single? Mm-hmm. My God. Maybe I'm finding my man <laughs> in Oklahoma. I don't know why I think you're at least going to find like a person that you talk to. Okay, I'll, I'll bet you this right now. We will find somebody in Oklahoma that you talk to after we leave there. Okay. I love that. At a minimum. I think it's safe to say I just like feel it in my heart that I'm not going to find my person in New York. Like I think it will be traveling and... A good Southern man. I will take that all day. You'll never open another door. And there, I love a Southern accent. Mm-hmm. Like on a man. Not like a country boy, but like a very, like kind of like a Southern draw. Yes, not a twang, but a draw. There's yes. a difference. Yes, yes. Oh, that's what you call a twang. Yeah, well, you, well, you don't want a twang, but you'll take a draw. Yes. Yeah. All right. Because mm, I didn't. Um, do you pee in the shower? Yes. Okay, somebody the other day was telling me that they pee before they get in the shower. And I was like, absolutely not. Two birds, one stone, because pee is sterile. So you would never poop in the shower. But you, of (laughs) course, could pee in the shower, right? Yeah, I also pee in pools. Yeah, like you, and I think that that's fine. I think that there's nothing wrong with it. And then they were like, no, you should pee before you get in the shower because you don't want to, like, pee down your leg. And then I was like, if you can't pee down your leg, like, can you do anything? So a lot of people, their reasoning for not peeing in the shower is because they share showers with roommates if my roommate's listening i doubt she is i apologize because i do pee in the shower i would never be mad though even if your pee got on my hand because it's sterile it's not dirty people drink pee like if you're in the wilderness and yeah. you like i think you boil it you can drink your own pee to stay hydrated well, if you're on like um abandoned abandoned yeah in a wilderness mm-hmm. yeah i mean and i would think that that would be cleaner than drinking some like tap water and like I, I would think that I would think that pee I would think that pee would be cleaner than drinking tap water in some instances, not filtered at all. Uh, sometimes, Alex. No, I'm. It's Where? sterile. Where? Here. Here. I guarantee you test it. Do you know that New York has one of the cleanest, waters, the cleanest waters in, in water, the United yeah. States? Uh, oh no! Literally, um, no, no. What place just had like a leakage and they couldn't drink the water? Oh, Philly. Oh right, Philly. You could not. You cannot drink the water in Philly for a while. I'm telling you. It's contaminated. You test it. I think in some instances, boiled pee. Now that you have to boil it, but I think mm-hmm. boiled pee would come out better than some water. I mean, you pee on stingray stings. Um, a f- like there's a, f- you like. It's coming versatile. out of your body. It's okay if it goes back in. Yeah. I stand by that. I also do a lot in the shower. I shower in the shower. Or, sorry. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Wow, I do a lot in the shower. Really, like resourceful. I shower. <laughs> I, sorry, I'm gonna say I brush my teeth in the shower. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. Too. I drink a protein shake the other day in the shower because I was rushed. I pee in the shower. I asked somebody. I was like, "What's better than airport beers?" Because there's nothing better than airport beers, and there is something better. It's a shower beer. Have you ever done a shower wine? Yes, a shower, a get ready wine or like a get ready champagne. Not a vodka drink, like absolutely not. But like a sipping shower beer or like a sipping shower wine. Mm -hmm. 
all day. When we were in Miami for NASCAR back in October, since the way the shower was set up had a little ledge, every single day that I showered, I drank a glass of wine and it was the best experience of my entire life. I want to live in that hotel. That's where I was this past weekend. I want, I must move there. The W in my, in South Beach, if you're listening, we love you. It's like 580 square feet for a standard room. The room is bigger than my apartment in New York City. And it's furnished properly. And perfectly and beautifully. And you've got a desk and a closet and a seating area. And it's like somebody the other, okay, would you rather connect on an aircraft to your final destination to save money and stay in a nicer hotel or have a direct flight, which is more expensive, and stay in a less nice hotel. Like how less nice are we talking? Like a like a like a motel eight versus the W? No, like a star less. Like two hundred square feet less. Oh, like a gosh. very comfortable hotel versus a non. It all depends on I mean, there's so many logistics. Like how long am I staying there? Like, am I in the room a lot? Am I doing more activities? Is it a work trip? Is it a personal trip? Like a lot a lot of factors play in. All day long, I will, I will spend a whole day flying. I'll connect four times to have a hotel room that's a little bit bigger with like a nice shower that you're just like comfortable in. Yeah. I think. No, I know. Because I don't mind, but I don't mind being on airplanes. I would do it for a nice view. Like the view in the, in the, at the W wasn't incredible versus the view of... Like the street. Like you'd rather see the ocean. Like we, we could see the ocean. Yeah. I, was I actually never came to your room. I don't know your view. I, I feel like wherever, whenever we go on trips, I always come to you. Yeah, you do. Well, you're ready first. Growing up, you know how like we all have like the house we would hang out at as mm-hmm. a kid? I've always been that person who's always gone to my friends' places. I've never been a person who has friends over. Oh my gosh, I always had friends over. You give me that vibe. And you give me the I came to you vibe. <laughs> like you've never even seen my apartment in New York. I've, neither of you have. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> okay. Wait, you don't even know where I live in New York City. I, That's hilarious. I know you live in <laughs> and you love it. But I don't know the cross streets. Cut that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know you live but I don't know the I don't know like the exact streets. But then I saw this TikTok and it was like um, I don't, this girl's like, I don't know what my best friend does. And I was like, well, I know what, like, I was like, hey, that's absurd. Like my best friend's a Maj- like Sydney teaches Mahjong. Yeah. And then I was like, what what's, that? well, I don't know. And then I was like, well, that's, it's a game. But I was like, is it a card game or is it a dice game? Like she teaches it. She's like the only certified teacher in Oklahoma for Mahjong. And she makes a killing off of it. She owns like, a, she owns, this is like her new side gig. I talked to her all, I know what she charges per lesson. I'm so, wait, what is that? I've never even heard of it. It's kind of like Bungo. It's like the new Bungo. Oh, sorry, Bunko. It's like the new Bungo. I also don't know what that is. I, I my, my mom was like, Sydney's killing this Mahjong thing. And I'm like, right. And then I'm like, I can't even spell Mahjong. It's like, when you, you know like the game all your moms played when you were younger? Like, did your parents play Bunko? I heard of it, yes. Like, all the moms get together. I think that's what Mahjong is. It's like the game all the neighborhood gals get together and do. But are you playing one person or are you playing five people? It's a group thing. I stalked her. Instagram thing the other day because I was so curious. Maybe we should have her teach us. She's gonna listen to this and be like, Jordan, you have all the facts wrong. I'm so sorry if I do. <laughs> sorry about it. It's like, but I'm like, do you do you know? You know, I mean, I know what Madeline does. No, I I do, but I don't. Like it's people are like, what does she do? And I like say it, and then she'll be like, not really, but just go with that. I'm like, you work for Red Bull, but what do you do? That's what I mean. I know she works at Red Bull, but I'm like, what do you do at Red Bull? 
Yeah. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, I know what my, like, are we not having in-depth enough comp? Like, one of my friends works for an insurance company. I don't know what she does there. Like, what do you do there? I don't know what any of my friends in New York do. I know that they work in, like, influencer marketing or marketing or PR, but I don't know where or what they do. I couldn't tell you a day-to-day. No. I, I think it's because our generation doesn't base our whole lives around what we do as a job. So we're not like asking, like when we hang out, we want to get out of the work thing that may, maybe that's what it is. Cause I, I could, yeah, I could tell you left, right. Every single thing you've ever done in your life, favorite color. But if you're like, what does she do? I'll be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And corporate jobs are so like intangible. <clears throat> like, what are you talking about? Like you right. facilitate B2B sales. Uh, sales between, you know, like, what does that even mean? Like, okay. Yeah, I like, guess you know what you, I mean. That's true. Like, and okay. if, if it was somebody that was in our industry, like I could probably explain to you everything that Shannon Ford does in a day. Yeah. Easily, without even having to ask her, because I understand it. Other than that, if you don't do, or if you work in an interior design firm, I could tell you what they do. Other than that, I could never tell you. Because we, I guess, because we don't do it. A lot of my friends that work in corporate, like, don't want to talk about it. I get that. Like, I fully get that. I do not. Yeah. When I was in, in corporate insurance, People would ask me what I do, and I just like didn't want to talk about it. At the end of the day, I was like, I've done it for ten hours today. I don't want to talk about it in my social time. So fair. I mean, and think about it, like no one, no one really asks. At least in my world, like what exactly I do on a daily day basis. They just know because they see me on social media. Well, I think a lot of people think what we do on a day to day basis is is wake up and and then eat breakfast around like ten, and then. And then maybe look at ourselves in the mirror <laughs> for like an hour and do our makeup and then record an episode once a week and then that's it. Like, I think that's what people like, that would be your perception of what. Oh, someone DM me the other day and they're like, all you do is record an hour episode a week. Like, what, what do you have to complain about? And I was like, oh, that sounds like a nice life. Just <laughs> one hour a week getting up to record. Who does that? I was like, all right, pop off. Maybe I'll get into that. <laughs> I was just like, what, bro? I can't. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> this I cannot stop laughing at this. Oh God! Rise up, lights. Okay, so say it. Rise, like all rise. I saw your tweet. No, you weren't supposed to see it. How do you see my tweets? I haven't been reading. Like I don't read. I just tweet. I don't read, so I don't. <laughs> I go on social media. <laughs> what? That's like, like, how did you see my Instagram post? <laughs> <laughs> You saw that? What do you mean, Alex? <laughs> Bitch, I follow you. I'm like, I follow you and we're we're friends on the algorithm. Also, on Mean Girl Pod, we follow four people. Jordan, Alex, Barstool, and I think Alana. And I don't tweet, so I'm getting your tweets only. Did you see my tweet I threw up on Mean Girl? <laughs> oh, God. What did you say? I couldn't stop laughing at it because I saw this thing and it was like... um. I fell in love with somebody, but they had the audacity to live in another state. And so then I just started thinking of like different versions of it. And then I was like, I fell in love with somebody, but they had the audacity to be married. And I wanted to tweet it from somewhere. But if I tweeted it from my account, everyone would be like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, that's actually, that'd be a funny TikTok trend. I thought it was funny, but I was like, I can't say it. But, but we could say it. I, that's actually, wait, what's, this, what's the phrase again? I fell in love with somebody, but. I fell in love with somebody and they had the audacity to live in another state. I fell in love with someone, but they had the audacity to be 556. I fell in love with somebody. They had the audacity to be. We could do. We could do like a whole. Let me think of one. I had the audacity. They had the audacity to be shorter than me. Yeah. Be five five six. 
So well, six six six. What's the other category they would be a five in? Height and bank account. Okay. Or D size. Okay. <laughs> people just it's so funny because people still bring that up to this day, and I haven't even thought about six 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 since I said it. It's not I even a real that. thing. No. I do think <laughs> <laughs> I do think that above six foot is good. Okay. Yes. If if you are my height. Yes. Because because I, you know, actually that's not even true. I just think two inches above you. Yeah, Our I height? think like a four inch differential. It's well that's that's lovely. Yeah. yeah. Four. Yeah. I would settle even for a six footer. Because Same. you need a little buffer for shoes. You do you do need a heel height. Yeah. Help. I think my ideal height is six two. I'm five eight. Because that way they're mm-hmm. they're about two inches taller than me when I wear nice shoes. Yeah. Because it's, it's hard. Like, I, I prefer tennis shoes, but I don't want to have to wear tennis shoes when I'm going to a nice dinner or to a wedding. No, you want to be able to wear the heels and, like, they'll still even match you height-wise then. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so we just do the Rise Up Lights with me. Oh, my God. You can't. You can't. No, say Rise Up. Say Rise Up? No, Rise Up Lights. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Are you I don't understand. Okay. Rise Up Lights? <laughs> Imagine it's... No, you guys are going to laugh. Now imagine that's razor blades in Australian accent. Do it again. Rise of blades. Rise no. up lights. <laughs> now imagine that <laughs> being razor blades. Wait, do it again. No, exactly. Rise up lights. <laughs> no, I can't. So Wait, I actually, when she says it, I hear it. Rise up lights. <laughs> Rise up lights. <laughs> Rise of lights. No. You guys, I just. <laughs> I'm telling you. Wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? You guys didn't get it at first. It's, this was me it on was the so airplane. so stupid, Alex. Where did you get this from? Rise up lights. <laughs> rise up lights. You say it fast, though. Like, rise up lights. R- rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> oh, my God. I sound Australian. Where? Why did you think of this? I saw did you make that up? No. No, okay. I read it somewhere and I was sitting in the back of the Uber like, <laughs> rise up lights, rise up lights, rise up lights. And I'm like, holy fucking, like I could not, like I could not stop laughing. <sighs> it actually sounds identical to it. Identical. How much cooler would it be if we spoke in Australian accents? Rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Alex is a bad but I'll just go, rise up lights. My last three brain cells. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not funny if you read it. You have to start saying it. Uh, Rise of lights. Yep. That's just every time. That's funny. I know. Um, (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) It's really funny. Quick pause to talk about Zola, because when you're getting married, it's not just about the big day. It's all about the amazing days leading up to the big day, the wedding day. I've had so many friends get married and they're engaged and all of them use Zola because it takes everything and puts it all in one spot. It's actually like phenomenal. When I was registering for my wedding, it wasn't around, but I wish it was because then I could have registered anywhere I wanted and it groups them all together. Um, from the how do we make budget day to the way too many spreadsheets day, Zola has planning tools to show you where to start and how to keep the planning going through the entire process, which if you've ever been a bride, you know how important that is. Or if you're engaged, you know how lost you can feel. My brother's engaged right now. And he called me the other day and he's like, where do we start? And I'm like, Zola, Cute. that's where you start. Yeah, the Zola community helps you... Share, celebrate, and get everything together all in one spot. It's seriously like the best ever. From just engaged, the only thing left to do is say I do. Zola is here for you all along the way. Check out Zola. Maybe I'll have to use Zola after OKC. I think you will. 
And, well, and he might want to get married fast. <laughs> and don't tell me with a good time. What if you got married in Oklahoma? That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. What if we moved to Oklahoma and became sister wife? No, I told I tell you, Graham, uh, Graham always says, I just had this vision and like, <laughs> did I ever tell you what he says? No. I thought I told you this one time. He's like, okay, so like future, like we're living in Oklahoma and I'm at Starbucks <laughs> getting my coffee. Jordan walks in. I'm like, morning. And I just walk right out. Wait, the fact that you have told that before, yeah. so I'd to hear you say it again. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Graham sees me in your future just makes me so happy. It's so funny. I was like, mm, yeah, there it is. I mean, picturing a life without you in it is insanity at this point. That's so. nice. I, I think that we might be we might be going a little. Hey, what's up? Okay, I, I have two things. Okay. I can either pick a bone with you guys about something, or I could talk about mental health. You pick. Pick a bone. Yeah, pick a bone. Okay. Um, <laughs> pick a bone. Pick a bone. Okay, so which doesn't make sense, but yeah, yeah. Why do we say pick a bone? Oh, weird. Okay, so yesterday, Alana, Alex, and I were talking about friends and how. Well, Alana, explain your friend story. Well, no, basically on Saturday afternoon, I was like not doing anything, and then someone texted me that I don't really hang out with often, and she's like, "Oh, we're at this bar, like me and my friends, like come, come," and like my first initial like response was just like not to answer. <laughs> no, not, not to not answer, but just be like, no, I'm busy. But then I was like, wait, I'm not doing anything. Like I, it's really nice out. I kind of want to go. So, okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes. So I went and I had such a good time and I was out with them for like six hours. But I was like, geez, like I like don't do shit like that anymore. Like I don't hang out with people. I don't like hang out with anymore. Is it because you're in a long-term I don't serious know. relationship? I'm not sure. I think just as I've gotten older, I've gotten more like in my ways and more shy. Maybe I'm like, or maybe like content. Like, I don't feel like I, like I was always like so outgoing growing up, like through college, like just, I, I had like so many friends. I spread myself like really thin, but like now I'm like 27. I don't know if it's just like getting older. I just like keep my circle smaller. So like people ask me to hang out, like I would never, I like, I went by myself too. Like, I don't remember the last time I've done that, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it felt good. So I think the older we get, we've talked about this, four shiny quarters is better than $100 pennies. Got that right this time. But my therapist told me today, she said, and I appreciate this, but she said, if you aren't losing friends, you aren't growing. And I feel like as people, we fall into comfort. Like I'm always, that's my biggest fault is I just get comfortable and I stop making friends. I stop putting myself out there. I stop doing things. But if you stop making friends, you're not willing to make new friends. And if you're not making, if you're not willing to make new friends, you're just going to stay doing the same thing constantly with people mm-hmm. around you. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. You guys are like the first new friends I've made years, <laughs> probably in like three or four years. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean? But you've lived here so long. So it makes sense. Yeah. I feel like if you're doing it right, you're taking a friend every phase of life. So you probably leave a friend behind and then add a new one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for me with that scenario, it's more about, you know how I say sometimes structure is the foundation for spontaneity. So if I'm living chaotically and I get that text, I can never say yes to it because I'm always playing catch up. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the structured phase of life and I'm like, you know, reading, journaling, like doing all of my things and I get a text like that. Because I know those days where a random person texts you and you're like, I'll walk across the street to that bar. I'll go. Mm-hmm. And you have the best day ever and you went by yourself. Yeah. But I'm like, it had to, every star had to align for that to happen. Like you had to be doing nothing and it had to be. And I'm like, when that happens to me, it's I'm in this time of like structure and I get that text and something in me is like, 
we want to go. Mm-hmm. And I like, and I love those times and it always opens my eyes to like, okay, did that make like, but if I say yes to that all the time, then I burn out. Yeah. Yes. Like I can't, I know me and I'm like, I love going places alone, but I'm like, I can't do that all the time. Mm-hmm. That's like a once a, that's like once every six months. When you, when you get crazy and say yes to things. Yeah. When I, or when I say yes to something like that, you wouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, but I love the moments that it happens. Yeah. Cause it's like, but you're right. I did say yes. Cause I was cleaning my apartment and waiting for Mike to come home from the airport. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to sit here and wait for you from the airport. But then he got mad at me that I wasn't like there when he got home. But still I was like, I'm going to go do something. Like I'm not going to just sit here and wait. Well, and when you go places alone or when you go places with people you're not close with, you put yourself out there more. Like when I go to a party with, let's say you, for example, I might not speak to anyone else but you at a party. But if I go to a party with a new friend or alone, I'm working the room. I end up making three new connections or three new friends. That's why I like NASCAR. I walk by myself. Yeah. Because I think when you're alone, you're forced to show up by yourself. But if you show up with people who know you, then you're guarded and you're safe. Mm-hmm. And it's like an automatic excuse to just like lean on them instead of being forced to be like, I'm going to put my, be- my best foot forward. Like I can mentally, like, you know how you go, you have some dinner tomorrow night and you don't know that many people there. Like, let's say, it's, or let's say it's a birthday party. That day, if I wake up and I'm like, I'm kind of scared to go, like I don't really, I don't really want to go, then I show up with that energy. But if I'm like, I'm so excited, I'm gonna meet three new people, I'm gonna like get ready, take my time, and I walk in with that energy, like it's just that that can change everything is like the energy you enter with. Fully and the mindset you're going in with. Like that's how I met my friends in New York was I did I did Bumble BFF. Granted, you're kind of expecting yourself to be alone in that, mm-hmm. but I went on a random date with three girls I've never met I didn't bring my roommate along who I was comfortable with I didn't bring a person I already knew and if I would have I probably wouldn't be friends with those those I yeah three girls that I'm still like best friends with to this day totally and when you go and you I find the more confident I am the more the more in control I am of how I feel, then the more confident I am going into a situation. Yeah. And I found that it starts with control. So if I look inward and I'm like, okay, what can you control? You can control introducing yourself to people and you can control what you ask them. Mm -hmm. And if you disarm them and like how you meet them somewhere. So then if I know I can control that and I'm like, all that happens is in my hands, then I'm more confident. Yeah. And then I walk in and it's like, let me just meet people. Like, yeah, I've had some of the best nights going into parties or like gatherings, not knowing anybody mm-hmm. like going in, I was terrified, felt sick to my stomach, but I left being like, that was a great night. And isn't it funny to think about socially how you feel going somewhere? And then you walk in and you assume nobody else in the party had any anxiety going like they all just were fine showing up, but it's like every single person felt anxious, felt nervous, felt lethargic, uncomfortable, like something going to the same, like to socialize. And it's like, if we all just showed up and we're like, hey, what's up to each other? Then most of the time, have you ever noticed if you go talk to somebody, they always want to talk back? Always. I think the most powerful thing in the world is being comfortable being alone. Eating, eating alone, being with yourself because you can be alone with your thoughts is, that takes more than walking in with a group. Like walking in alone takes way more than showing up with like friends because you, you automatically put yourself in comfort. Also, if I was at a party with my friends and someone walked in alone, I would think they were the most badass person in the room. 
to show yes i like i'm sorry if you're with people who are like they showed up alone that's so lame it's like grow up like, no how cool how cool is that that they had the courage to go somewhere alone and why do we as a society f- shame people for doing that Okay, so what used to what happens a lot is Graham will stand by himself at social gatherings. Prefer, he prefers it. Mm-hmm. He loves to stand and just like observe. People will always be like, you know, does he feel awkward over there? Like we should go talk to Graham. And I'm like, Graham doesn't want you to go talk to him. He's fine. He's completely fine. But why, as a society, do we look over and we think, oh, we should go talk to him? It's like. He can, he will, he'll walk up to anybody, but like, he's fine over there. But we see that as like loneliness or sadness or I do at least. No, no, I do too. I think it's because as people, when we're alone, the majority of us feel alone and sad. If I see an old person eating alone, I'm, my heart's broken, but maybe they chose that. I my my Can't. friend just had a waiter that was like 80 years old. No. And she said she was crying the whole, the whole dinner. She left a hundred dollar tip. Good for her. I would be bawling my eyes out. Like she was literally crying the whole dinner, just like sending picture. And I'm like seeing an old person sitting on a bench alone or walking down the street alone. I almost cry every time. Why though? Because do we assume because they're a widow? We yeah, and that they're lonely. And their grand and their grandkids don't call. No, stop. Literally, my biggest fear in life is meeting the love of my life and them dying before me. I need to die first. I wrote my obituary the other day because I'm (laughs) your own, my own. I'm reading this book, Lewis. In it. Uh, yes, she survived by no. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you're a bit, oh, sorry, I, meant, I thought you said will. Jordan, so, Jordan keeps asking me if I have a will. I'm like, am I in your will? Who's in your will? I haven't written it yet. Maybe I'll do that next. Wait, why did you write your obituary? Okay, because it it shows you who you want to be when you die. So you have to put it. You have to write, and it has to be a full page. So I, I die at 86. Um, and you're supposed to write like everything you want to be. Wait. I envision myself dying at 87. Really? Yes. I think it's a great age to die. I think so too. Yeah. So I die three years before you? What? Fuck. Oh, yeah. I, I can't do that. I, I just forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm survived by Graham though. So he does outlive me. For sure. Graham's going to outlive all of us. He'll yeah. die when he's like 103. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, he's going to live forever. He doesn't drink. He works he's out. Forever. <laughs> he's not stressed. <laughs> Sorry, yeah <laughs> i'm i'm probably gonna die soon actually you no, i'm not going to it's 86 you guys should write your obituaries though it gave me like i was like wow that's where i want to go and then you got to look at what you're doing now and be like well are we on the path wait that's pretty really powerful. powerful then you write down your perfect day what is your like in, in a quick 30 seconds what is your perfect day okay so i wake up in the morning and i journal and i read for 30 minutes and i drink coffee while i do that then i go to the gym and i box and i come back and i get ready and then i do something that had to do with work like i didn't fill this part in but it's like work block and then i go on a walk and i eat my lunch and i come back and i work block and then i get ready because i like getting ready and then i go to a dinner what's yours where are you i could not tell mm. I, I i'm in a house though with a backyard, and I have a car in the driveway. Okay. And I've realized that those are very important things to me. Oh. That's where, I, yeah. I don't my know per- where, though. My perfect day is a Sunday. I wake up. I go to a porch okay. that overlooks a body of water. Okay. I don't know if it's an ocean, a lake, or what it is. And I watch the sunrise. I drink my coffee. And then I go to some type of physical activity workout. I go for a walk or something like that. And that's where my day ends. I go to like breakfast, get a good meal, but nothing after that. I don't see anything after that. Okay, so that that's 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 good though. You know that part. Yeah, like my perfect day is in a it's a perfect morning. Okay, powerful. Mm-hmm. My yeah, my happiest times right now are in hotels. <laughs> my happiness, my happiest time 
If you ask me, like we're, when I die, I want to be cremated and I want my ashes to be thrown. I'm not going to say the name of the ocean because my parents have a place there, so I don't want people to know. But it's in it's it's in Rhode Island at this certain place. Mm. But it's it's this uh, it's my favorite place in the entire world. If I like, I envision myself there whenever I like having a bad day. I'm like I'm on the I'm at the beach at X Y and Z. Oh, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine myself a lot of places. Mm. Okay, so I have something to ask you guys about. Okay. Have you ever thought about, this is not what the topic list that I was, um, that was on it, but I, I heard this morning, I thought it was cool, so I wrote it down. There was this singer who's like 21 years old, and he was talking to this life coach, and the life coach was like, you know, tell me about like what's wrong, and you know, because he's like having a problem. And he was like, you know, I go out on stage, and I just worry so much about the audience loving me. And he was like, that's so interesting because people gravitate towards love. So why don't you focus on you loving the audience? And then the audience will love you because they feel love from you and everybody just wants more love. Isn't that sweet? That's really sweet. So then I was thinking about like when we go into rooms or when you go anywhere, how you're like, do people love me? Or like, do they like me even? Or like, what do my friends think of me? And it's like how... Uh, selfish almost. So why why do we look at it like that instead of looking at do we love them? Like did you walk in and did you did you just love on them? And yeah. then who cares what they thought about you? And also like when you walk in that room, do you love the person that you are? Yeah, and I think if you're giving love, most of the time you would say I was I did like who I was. I was proud of who that was. Yeah. And you get out of yourself and into them, and it's like oh, I really like that. I know. I thought you would like that. Just a little tidbit. It's really cute. Quick pause to talk about Julie. Julie is an FDA approved morning after pill that helps to stop pregnancy before it starts. Now, one thing that the Mean Girl Pod wants to be cautious of with this is it is an emergency contraception pill for the next generation, but do the research on what this can do to your body and the effects it can have on you. We're all for it and we're all for preparing. You never know what life will send you, what can happen, but do your research on how it can affect your body. Julie stops your body from releasing an egg using the same active ingredient as plan B or other morning after pills. Essentially, Julie works by preventing or delaying your ovulation with no egg. There's no fertilization and therefore there's no pregnancy and there's no risk to future fertility. It works best when taken right away or within 72 hours of unprotected sex. Julie just launched at CVS, or you can also find Julie at Target and Walmart stores across the U.S. You can also order online to have in the future just in case. It's legal in all 50 states. You do not need an ID, prescription, or credit card to get it. Julie has a one-for-one donation program, and every time you purchase Julie at a store or online, the company donates a pill to someone who needs it. You can go to juliecare.co to learn more or find Julie at your nearest CVS, Target, or Walmart today. That's juliecare.co to learn more. I feel like we're kind of on the path of mental health. Okay. And I was listening to our... Well, maybe, maybe it's mainly Graham and I's gal, Emma Chamberlain. Oh, that's y'all's girl for sure. <laughs> yeah. Graham <laughs> loves Emma Chamberlain. Loves her. <laughs> and I do too. I grew up I grew up watching Emma Chamberlain. She's like my OG. But I was listening to her. It was like a clip on TikTok, but it's from her podcast. And she was saying mental health, she's frustrated by it. Because if you talk about mental health in past tense, people applaud you and congratulate you that you overcame that mental health difficulty. But if you talk about mental health in present tense, people will either be scared by it, dismiss you or belittle you. And I was thinking, I'm like, that's very true. And it's very sad how if I was speaking to people and I was like, I was depressed, but I'm happy now. People would be like, tell me your story. But if I was in a room and I'm like, I am depressed, people would be like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. 
And it, it just it made me sad because I feel like as a society, we used to shame mental health so much. And we don't as much anymore, but I feel like we still shame mental health in the present tense, but not in the past tense. Or or don't know how to handle it properly. I think, and I also think it's a perception matter. I can say the same thing. I, I can have like the meaning of the same thing, but if I say it to my dad, sometimes I'm like, I'm just having a really bad day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, honey, sorry. But if I'm talking to you, I can be like, I'm depressed. And I can use more, I can use words like that. And you're like, oh, I understand that. If I said to my dad, I'm depressed, he'd be like, well, what did I do? Like, what did I do wrong? You know, or something like, like, you know what I mean? Like they don't, he, they don't understand sometimes those words. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's how you deliver it, which is so interesting because what you're saying is the same, but we're so quick to not offer like compassion back based off how it was worded to you. Yeah. And I guess it depends on like the culture or not the culture you're talking to, the, um, the age demographic you're speaking to. It's like a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, like a parent. It really depends on the person you're speaking to. But yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, I'm so comfortable telling my friends that I have struggled with anxiety or I have struggled with depression, but I have a hard time telling people, like if I was depressed right now, I'd be like, I am depressed. Mm-hmm. Be, and I don't, under, I don't really know why. Yeah. Oh, I think because if we say it, I told somebody this weekend, I was like, I'm so anxious. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they were like that they were fine with it. But I, and I was thinking, why don't I say that more often? And I think if I say it and then I change my mind or I'm not anymore, two hours later, I'm like, that was kind of dramatic. You just said exactly what I was thinking. So I saw another TikTok. It's so sad how TikTok just runs our life. But this girl was saying she's, she wishes that her friends would check in on her more because she's struggling with depression. And she was showing a clip where she's like, this is my brain and it was her crying. But she was like, I understand why they don't because this is what my friends see. And it was her like laughing and smiling and giggling. And it was such a, to me, powerful message because I feel like one, people put on facades. Like you don't really know what's going on in anyone's life. But two, mental health is so different all the time where one day I could be crying and the next moment I could be laughing. And then if you tell someone you're depressed, but they see you laugh, then they're like, they're not going to believe me. They think I'm lying or they think that I'm using that phrase so dramatically. And they think I'm now just being a drama queen. So I, I posted this video yesterday talking about high highs and low lows. My mom called me and she was like, just as a mom that worried me. You should explain the video. Okay. So I was talking about how, and I, cause I've been having it and I would write down when I was in Miami, I was like high, low, high, low. And it was like every two and a half hours. And I'm like, if I'm reporting this to someone, they're going to think you're being so dramatic, but I was truly feeling it. So then I started researching, like, is that okay to have these highs and lows? Like they're hitting now more. Cause I think we're like a more, more emotional, but it's like, so the first thing I read is like, everything you feel is okay. And if you're not feeling some kind of high or low, you're flatlining. And it's okay to have good times. It's okay to have bad times. But the best thing is to just know, even when you're high and you feel like you're on top of the world, that this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And it won't, it's not going to be that way forever. But also when you're at your very lowest, this will also pass. And so it's like, never get... My dad used to always tell me financially, because the oil industry is up and down so bad. And so he would always say, ever since I was little, he was like, you never spend so much in the high that you can never afford the low. And as high as you think you'll ever get and as low as you think you'll ever get, know that it can get worse. And so he was always like, it's all about maintaining, 
but riding the highs and lows. And I was like, I, I think the highs and lows are okay. Not such high highs and such low lows. I mean, there's definitely a balance there, but it's like not to be so mad that you have the highs and the lows, but just to look at it and be like, I see you. Mm-hmm. What is it? And like riding them out until you get to like a place of balance. But I think, I think we start to worry and we don't report the high or the low because we feel like looking back on it, you're like, did I really feel that? Was that crazy? Or it's like, no, you, you felt it. Yeah. And mental health is such a spectrum. And I think people assume to be depressed, you have to be all the way at this side of the spectrum to be anxious. You have to be all the way at this side of the spectrum. So for not feeling that a hundred percent of the time, we aren't worthy to tell people, but it's funny because in therapy today, I told her, I was like, I think we should move my therapy to Mondays if possible, because I'm my most, my most anxious on Mondays, Tuesdays. I'm a little better. Wednesdays when I meet with her, I'm feeling a lot better. And since I feel a lot better, I don't think I need to talk about what happened on Monday because I feel like it's gone and never going to come back. But it comes back every single week like clockwork. But since I'm over that low, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm fixed. Mm -hmm. But then the low happens again. And then it it happens all over again. Yeah, it's like a wheel. It is. Yeah. No, I think think that's why... Okay, so when my I forgot so my mom yeah, called sorry. me. She said, "No, it's, I, I." She said, and it just pertains. To this is why I'm saying it. She said, "What's going on with the high highs and low lows?" And I said, "Oh, mom, I'm just kind of having a hard time." She said, "Oh, well, when you put it in that context," and I was like, "Oh, oh, interesting." All I needed to do was just add that component to it, and she was like, "I totally get what you're saying," but it's so interesting because we're left to we're left to describe our feelings. But then you don't know what they're going to hear. They might just hear if you're like, I'm depressed right now. Then the next day, they might still be treating you as you're depressed. But you're like, oh, I'm having a good day today. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you give away part of you and explain how you feel, I think oftentimes it's hard on us because we're giving that to somebody else to interpret. And they put you in a box. and Or they don't. or And they're just trying to be nice. Yeah. But it's like, are you still depressed? No, I'm fine today. And then when you say you're de- you're feeling depressed again in two days, it starts to turn into them assuming the boy who cried wolf, and then they don't take it seriously. Now, then you're unstable. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's like, but it's like, I, I, you know, and it's like, so then I think we just, you keep Towards, it. Yeah. It's like, how do you win there? And I get, I get both sides. Yeah. It is hard because mental health is still something we're all learning. But yeah, I mean. I feel like as a friend, if your friend comes to you and they're going through something, like don't hold them to that emotion. Like know that tomorrow they could be laughing, but they could still be hurting on the inside. And I think just just defaulting to questions. Yes. How are you today? Mm-hmm. Not are you still depressed? Let them tell you. Yes. And going back to what has truly changed my life. Do you want comfort solutions. or solutions? Give them the comfort usually versus the solutions because none of us are mental health experts. And I don't want my friend giving me solutions on how to fix my anxiety or depression. I We'll go to a therapist for that, but I would love comfort from you. Well, but I think, but well, I think ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I would tell my friend if they were like asking me. Yes. That actually happened. You texted me something last week. I don't remember what, <laughs> pick your hour. I don't, know. I don't know. It could have been anything, but I almost, I found myself typing a solution to you and I backspaced it. Mm-hmm. And I said to Graham, I was like, that's so funny. Cause like, I don't know what she wants. Well, I told, I don't know if I told you this, but my friend was going through a hard time with, um, a guy and they finally broke up, finally ended it. And she was panicking and struggling. And she was like, Jordan, I, I don't know what to do. And I go, do you want comfort or solutions? And she was like, 
I need a solution right now. And I was like, I picked up the voice text. I was like, all right, let's get into it. Yeah, like here's the solution. But it's like so, that to me solves everything. It does. It's Alex, that's probably the best advice you've ever given me. It's Well, and I just heard it somewhere, but I was like, oh my gosh, duh. What do you want? You want me to get in the trenches with you? You want me to help you get out of them? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes. I think, I, I think in my text back, I said, I don't know if you want comfort or solutions. I think I gave you both. Yes. And you usually will text me like, I'm going to, you usually like if you're, telling me something that's going on in your life, you usually will begin it with, I want comfort or solutions. Yeah. It's nice. It's so nice on the receiving end because you're like, okay, I know <laughs> like, how to respond. Okay, I'll read it. <laughs> she wants solutions. Like, cool. I love that. Um, this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Speaking of therapy, um, getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And you guys know that we love nothing more than pushing ourselves to be better and getting outside of our comfort zone. And Jordan just mentioned she went to her therapist today. Um, we're huge proponents of therapy here at the Mean Girl Pod because therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things or if you want comfort or solutions. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mean Girl. Should a little listener question? Yeah. <laughs> Rise up lights. <laughs> No, tell me it doesn't make you laugh every time. It's so fucking stupid. Why did you get it out first? I didn't, but now I do, and I love it. Oh, it's so good. Can you do a little wicka wicka rewind? Like callbacks? Oh, oh. oh, I was like, what? No. Sorry. I'm so sorry. My head, I was like, that's, that's perfect. Wicka wicka. Everyone's going to get it. <laughs> last week, what? <laughs> We haven't even said the listener question. A yet. little wicka wicka rewind to last <laughs> week. Like, this listener question is a little wicka wicka rewind to last <laughs> week. It says, going off of last episode, what do you guys think makes someone a bad kisser? Okay. What do your notes say? I think. <laughs> I think. It, and furthermore, and, and, what was your worst ever experience? Oh, dead fish in my mouth. But. Ew. I think I think what makes somebody a bad kisser literally boils that if a guy walked in here right now and kissed you, you and me, one of us might be like, that's the best kisser ever. Mm -hmm. Because some people, it's like dancing. Ever had a really good dance partner and you're like, I'm in sync with you. We just dance the same. I think kissing is so situational down to the person that my definition is going to be different than y'all's definition. You, when you said in sync, that is, that's the key word. It, it, it's no there's we can't define it because you might love a lot of tongue i might hate tongue so i'm not gonna love a kisser with a lot of tongue even if they're the best kisser in the world to people who love tongue i don't think we can define like the best kisser because it's like i i'm a 70 lip 30 tongue and i'm a 90 lip 10 percent tongue <laughs> what are you oh, fuck and are you top or bottom oh i'm both I, we can i'm switch. both i think i'm 70 30 as well do you think we should make out and see? I think we should. <laughs> that, would, that, would get that would get the views up. <laughs> Back on main. Alex did a lot of make out for the camera. No, remember how? Oh, a yeah, long I'm time dead. ago, I used to, I told us, told that when I got lip filler, I just told me, girl pod, 
that I used to be a bottom, but then when I got lip filler, my lips were proportional. I switched to both. I th- and I think both is and you have big juicy <sighs> bottom and top lips. That I, makes sense. I love it. I love. I love to swap with you. Top bottom. To like we'll just move it around and yeah. add a little tongue and then top bottom. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm more of a eighty twenty. I like tongue if they if if it's it's situational for me. Like if we're just like having a little cute makeout, don't use tongue. But if we're like preparing for the deed, <laughs> prepping, <Yeah. laughs> we're prepping for the deed. Then give me some tongue. The more you get in, the more the the more steamy it gets, the more you're like tongue tongue it up, right? Yeah. Also, like speed's very situational, very and situational to the person and situational to like what's happening. Yes, but I think when you do the first kiss. I'm thinking of like first kiss moments. You gotta go no tongue. No tongue. Like first kiss makeout? First kiss ever is like, there. you do not go in with the tongue. I think you will freak her out. It's gotta be just lips, right? Yeah. I think you stick it in there a little. What? No, not I'm the first five seconds. <laughs> oh, no. Word. I'm thinking like at the 20th second. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Cause you're, cause Introduce now, the tongue. If you're put the hands in the hair, <laughs> rub some dirt in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. But, yeah. There's nothing better in this world than when you're kissing someone for like maybe the first or second time and you think it's just going to be a kiss but then like something hits both of you guys and that kiss turns <laughs> into more than just a kiss and like that's when it goes from like no tongue to tongue to the hands in the air to the moving What's the hands in the air? Hair, sorry. Oh, uh, oh, hands in the, the hair. Moving and I mean it turns into sex eventually but like when a kiss just you you feel like that like sensation in you where you just want to mm. keep going. That happened to me yesterday, and I had the best sex I've had in a really long time. Oh, with Mike, congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Mike, with Mike. <laughs> Why did I almost ask that too? Yeah, like, I did. I did say that a little weird. It did. It was a bit yeah, like like I did. Like only you uh, with yeah. Mike, and it was like on a chair, and it was so unexpected. Yeah. The best things in life are unexpected, like the right. text you got, or like <laughs> they are, like the shit that comes. If you plan it, it never goes according to plan. You're right. If you don't and you leave it up to fate, it's like yes, but that goes to being in sync. I haven't You're had right. like a, a good, like a fun makeout like that in a long time, like probably six or seven months. Oklahoma. Oh my god! Please, I haven't kissed anyone with my please. new lips yet. Well, besides. <laughs> my date story but oh right 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 count. that doesn't count I guess that wasn't <laughs> and now I'm getting my smile back so my mouth is like ready to rumble Oklahoma's perfect timing it is coming back oh, oh, you're gonna back. kiss a cute boy there I think it, we should okay so be. quick side note when, when we went to Nashville all three of us a long time ago Alex like predicted mm-hmm. this really weird thing about like me meeting a guy and she was like we're gonna end up getting pizza after we're gonna be talking and it happened. And we did all of yeah, that. Yeah, that was weird. It was creepy. So predict for Oklahoma right now. Okay, I'm predicting that you you have a connection with somebody and you make out with them, but you do nothing more with them. And then you get their phone number and you talk once you leave and you keep talking to them. A yes. Little bit. It's I not, agree. It's I not double like down. A, yeah, it's not. A, you don't go home with them. It's not that. It's a make out. You wake up the next morning. You're like, wait, I have the biggest crush. And like, I know him a little. Like, so I know enough to vouch for him or not. And then you keep talking and it's like longer than just like an Oklahoma stint. I think he leaves. Yeah. Okay. Your, that's my prediction. And um, I like, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. <laughs> I, you're a no. country boy. Nope. Alex, you were so spot on in Nashville. Like I, it doesn't even like, I'm not thinking twice that you're wrong. It's losing the passport. It's just like, we're going to find it. Yeah. It's just like, we know. Okay. Pop off queen. I'm ready to rumble. You got two minutes. So let's wrap it up. Cause I don't want to see you leaving at three Oh five. Let's do AB. Do what you do best. Okay. Like, comment, subscribe. Wait, no, do a little better than that. Uh, okay. Like, goodbye, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye.
Shut down. Um, Do a little better than that. Do a little better than that. Okay. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode, episode 63 of the Mean Girl Podcast. We love you. We value you. And we hope to see you here next time. On that note, please like, comment, subscribe. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Watch on YouTube. Watch on YouTube. Leave us some more stars. Leave us a five-star review. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, we got some stoolies. trolls fucking ruining our ratings. The, you guys, the, the stoolies have taken over our <laughs> our reviews on Apple and Spotify. So please go in there, and give us a new review because they're they're just beating us up. The incels are fucking live right now. Yeah. It's okay though. No, no vices, no virtues. True. Go to the airport. We love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we love See you. See you in Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. Give yeah. Me, give me your best yeehaws. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Ooh. No time. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! I thought it was haw. Yeehaw! <laughs> you thought it was yeehaw? Yeehaw! Haw! Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Right? Say it again. Yeehaw! 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 Do people say that for real? Yeah. No. Oh. Don't say hey y'all. Say that. Hey, hey y'all. y'all. Hey y'all. I've been converting to hey y'all y'all's. in my head. I haven't typed it out yet, but in my head I just go y'all. It's easier. It's it's just quite literally two less words. Well, hey, if y'all. I meet my Letters. southern husband, I'll have to start saying y'all. That's right, you will.